0: hello and welcome to this week's episode of the capitalist investor you got the dream team back as well myself diamond hands d tony the tiger cool hand
1: luke what's going on guys ready to rock and roll nice. the indy 500 this weekend oh was this coming weekend Yep. oh nice. nice Yep. nice going over you know it's gonna be I mean, i'm wearing my cutoff wife beater you know? <laughs> you're going to it yeah oh nice yeah my uh, my girlfriend um Dad has like thirty years of season tickets at like the fourth turn, so it's good spots, and he invited me. So season was, tickets for the it's indie? like not it's like yearly like recurring tickets. Like yeah. he locked in a spot for thirty years straight. He's been going really, so it's pretty cool. Um, last year was a boys' trip. I got to go. Um, uh, first time was really cool. This year it's not going to be necessarily a boys' trip. She, my girlfriend's going. Her mom's going. So it's gonna be a little different. But I golfed that. Uh, that so if I'm thinking of the right track, um, there's a golf course there right. is right. and then there's a couple <laughs>
2: hole a couple holes inside of it's the crazy infield.
1: how big the i don't know if anyone listening's ever been to like a big race because last year was my first one and it just amazed me how big the track actually is yeah i mean there's like a rave going on there there's a golf course going on there's all kinds of events going on in, inside the course inside the track yeah while they're racing it's pretty crazy pretty cool i would i would advise you experiencing it once there's a rave going on there's a rave yeah dj (laughs) dj diesel's being there which is shaquille o'neal shaquille o'neal is dj is he yeah with cascade which is like a big yeah cascade um, yeah yeah, it's a big vegas
2: that's a great
0: gig uh, man i gotta become a dj i wanted i wanted i wanted to learn how to how to (laughs) use records
2: i wish i knew how to use like the the big turntable (laughs) like mixer thing oh god i would love that who's the um who's the one bigwig for one of the big financials is it? Um, is it oh, Gold, Goldman, Goldman Sachs. Sachs? Sa- 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 Sol- Solomon. Solomon. Yeah. yeah, he's a DJ. Yep.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> DJ nice Polly D. DJ from Polly. Jersey Jersey Shore. That guy, <laughs> he, his net worth is like fifty million dollars just <laughs> from DJing and being yeah. on a reality show. Oh, that's, yeah.
1: that's, that's, that's your insane. retirement gig. That's your retirement gig, guys. <laughs> yeah.
0: All, All right. right. Well, now that we got DJ Polly D out of the way, um, you know, pretty pretty uh, big news week. So. Um, something that definitely caught my eye this week. Um, the, it will talk about it. There was a, basically a, a fake AI picture put out of the, uh, the Pentagon on fire or an explosion. Um, and it was posted online and it caused the market to move, um, in a big way. So that's obviously a problem. So we'll talk about that. Um, looks like Jeff Bezos is getting married again. So we'll talk about tips for uh, marriage, uh, and or divorce. Um, and we got a, a nice canceled this weekend so we'll, we'll save that one for the end um, so yeah so what do you guys think so the story this week um, there was a, a picture posted online of an explosion said there's a you know explosion out by the pentagon um, and it caused the market to sell off pretty hard i believe to kind of start the day then you know the news came out hey that didn't happen it corrected itself but okay
2: all right the, the, this this article or this story's it's about to piss me off. <laughs> so, did AI create a Twitter account and post a picture?
0: I, I don't believe so. No, it didn't. <laughs> okay,
2: so AI is not the culprit of this. It just made a image of something on fire. That's called computer,
1: what is uh, CGI. CGI.
2: It's the same damn thing. <laughs> like this is just trying. To, it's just a. It's just an article. It's just a new heading.
1: Yeah. Like, well, the bigger issue at play. Is the fact that how quickly the spread and how it impacted the markets, right? So we get a lot of. Deep fakes, you know, you talk about people, you know, their, their faces being put on certain things. You don't know if they're even there in the first place. You know, you're talking about, you know, explosions happening and how quickly the spread and the algorithms within the markets reacting to that is, I some, think, something we need to pay attention to going yeah, forward, right? The actual algorithmic mm-hmm. trading of it. Because, I mean, 90% of volume in the S&P 500 is created by algorithms. It's right. not even retail. So, so that
2: that is actually the one part of the you know, the articles that I read on this mm-hmm. that really caught my attention yep. is that these algorithms saw a a news thread mm-hmm. and reacted to it. It's right. not, it wasn't the people, it wasn't people reacting to it. It was these computer
1: algorithms. Well, it was the people spreading it, right? On social media, Obviously, whatever. Yeah, it there, being, there, there and then just, the algorithms digested yes. that and was yeah. like, holy crap, No, it must be true, right? right. So, I mean, like, we got to start thinking about, I always go back to this reference. I say if the markets are, be- are have already become algorithmically traded and are very volume-based on algorithms, if AI in algorithms become so efficient, I like to say the markets will eventually become efficiently inefficient. That's my term. So efficient that the markets become inefficient because everyone owns the same stuff. Everyone's reacting to the same information. Mm-hmm. The markets can't operate that way. That's why we need to pay attention to this thing because if they do become... Good, you know, well, you know, able to digest all this information the right way down the road. There is no market. It's true. Yeah, that that's an excellent point. Honestly,
0: it's um, it, it's it kind of gets into behavioral finance a little bit um, because you know if everyone they say kind of is acting rationally, then. No one would buy a stock because that means someone else is selling it to there's them, no right? value yeah right? why, why would you why would you want to buy it if someone else is selling it right so it's a um it's a behavioral finance with kind of like an AI spin on it which is pretty nuts to think about <laughs> but that that's kind of what's going on I
1: did my re actually I go back to my college days I actually did a whole research report on this and the the, the scary the, the part is that we need to really think about is how deep are we going to go with this technology when it comes to artificial intelligence? Like, are we going to allow the markets to adapt this information without paying any attention to how quickly it's evolving? Mm-hmm. Like, we need to maybe step in and, and figure this out.
0: Well, I mean, look how good it is already. Honestly, what's it going to be in five years? You're, you're not going to be able to distinguish <laughs> reality from from all these, you know— AI generated pictures, videos. Yeah, and
2: the government's not going to act fast enough to yeah. stop it. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Just the, the 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 headline just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It's like, <laughs> did it create a Twitter account? Did it post its own thing? Yeah. Then, then we got some serious issues. Yeah. Like AI's taking over. Yeah, yeah. it's not. <laughs> Somebody posted a CGI picture. Good job.
1: Well, what, wait, this also real quick. What what how do we know what information to believe anymore? Like, when it comes <laughs> to even even the news outlets, like, everything's, like you said, it, you made a great point there, Tony. It wasn't exactly what you expected from the headlines. Everything's mm-hmm. headline-driven now, too, right? right? The actual information within journalism's changed over the years. Like, mm-hmm. it seems like, we could go to the political side, too. Left and right have different takes on the same exact subject. You know, you don't even know what to believe economic news anymore because it can digest it both ways. Like, I, bull and bear case can be digested from the same information. What, how, what do you believe anymore?
2: I'm I'm I'm, stop, I'm. I'm really considering stopping, like reading Twitter. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it is just a cesspool of like <laughs> weird information and yeah. like stuff. Like I'm like, if that's true, like we're headed in a really bad direction, mm-hmm. morally,
1: economically, <laughs> like financial. Everything. Everything is.
2: Is messed up.
1: Well, I I don't know if our you know if anyone listening is on Twitter or if they use Twitter a lot. Um, I know we talked about it internally before. Like Elon Musk's has changed the algorithm once he bought Twitter. He kind of made it more efficient in in the way of too efficient that Twitter's now telling us what we're seeing constantly like if we're clicking on something it's going to keep showing us the same yeah. thing so yes. what what you I start know. to realize I is know. you go down these deep rabbit holes yeah. because you get fed the same information I I <laughs> and that's know. that's the same thing as echo chambers so yeah. that's i don't know it's just something we need to pay attention to i'm glad we're talking about on this podcast
0: i need yeah. to start
2: like researching jesus <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's a lot of lizard people talk
2: on my timeline <laughs> <laughs> <Lizard days>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man So, yeah, I mean, that's um, I forgot the guy's name. He was on Joe Rogan once uh, Weinstein, I believe, is his name. He's some type of super, super smart Ph.D. He came on and talked about, you know, basically he kept getting fed information that. You know, the government was going to release information on UFOs and then never got it. And it was going on for two years. He came on to talk about it. Uh, But anyway, I I saw him post that, you know, we're in a there's no information out there that you can really believe anymore. We're in a a lack of um, information age because there's just so much of it. And none of it is really that trustworthy. So, (laughs) so Mark,
2: mark my words as we record this today, this is going to, this is, this podcast will go down in history. Ready? All All right. right. (laughs) Like, so think about like these bio, these, these bio labs, like where coronavirus was created and escaped (laughs) and screwed up everything, right? We have these algo, these, these AI laboratories and they're, Honing they're, they're harvesting and, and honing in the the capabilities of AI until it escapes. It finds <laughs> a way to get out electronically into the world and messes everything up like it, it's going be the, the it's going to be like the biological. Version of yeah? Have you seen electric. Terminator? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, but exactly. That this is what's going to happen. Yep, self-aware. it's going to it's going to get out, or mm-hmm. somebody's going to slip a thumb drive in, capture it, and send it out into wherever, and
1: then we're going to be trading pigs well, for corn. One mm-hmm. of the biggest things, like we got to pay attention to, is the privacy side of things. Like you know, AI you know starts to map out you know what everyone's doing. That's all it is, is basically, a, an artificial brain, right? So it's able to track and do mm-hmm. you know. And keep like track your keystrokes, whatever it be, like t- TikTok, like they're tracking everything, right? Um, it's creating this virtual image of you, right? And it's able to feed the virtual image of you to somebody else or some other entity. I mean, that's scary too, because it's like you—you you don't own anything anymore. You—you you don't. Nothing is personal anymore. It's all out there, that's and that's true. not necessarily a good thing either. Because there are certain aspects we need to keep private of our lives. I mean, we when it comes to family, things like that, we don't want everyone knowing our own business. Yeah. All right. So,
0: next topic. All right, Jeff Bezos, and um, his girlfriend. I know her last name is Sanchez. What's her first name? Lauren, uh, Lauren I think? Sanchez. Yeah. Um, engaged. Looks. Basically, exactly like his ex-wife, which is really, yeah, Hmm. very very similar. I don't think so. No, no, (laughs) just a little bit more plastic surgery. Well, that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of what I meant. (laughs) All right, (laughs) okay. So, all right. So, what? What?
2: Um. So, financial tips for what being divorced and then becoming remarried is mm. that what? What is that? about what you're going to be hitting me with here?
0: Yep, pretty much. (sighs) Okay. Um, the last, uh, w- when he got divorced for the first time, um, his now ex-wife basically got yeah. roughly 12.3% of Amazon is kind of what it came out to, um, something in the neighborhood of 137 or that's the, that's the total. It's pretty value. simple. It's called a prenuptial agreement yeah. moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Keep your bank account yes. separate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he uh, obviously is going to be doing that for the uh, the second time around.
2: I don't know. He seems like a pretty smart guy. I don't think he's going to mess that
0: one up. Yeah. I mean, he spends a lot of time on that that mega yacht. <laughs> so we, we, is he going to prenup? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Does he yeah. own the mega yacht?
2: oh yeah he owns it i assume so oh i thought he was renting it like the way it looked. can you lease a mega yacht sure sure Sure. you can do buy buy and lease anything
0: yeah small uh target audience there (laughs) 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 who's
1: renting out a mega yacht so like so what i kind of want to hit on with this is i you know listen i'm not married yet who knows what's coming with that right um, you know, what's, if you, if you were in, like someone like my shoes and you you might be getting married in the next couple of years, whatever it be, you know, what would be your general advice? Like as you're, you know, you know, as you're, as you're coming up, you're making money, you both, you know, are just, um, you're trying to figure things out. What would be your advice? Like is, should you always get a prenup? Is that something that, you know, you hmm. would advise? Is that something that I know parties look at prenups sometimes as a bad thing, right? What would be your advice? Hmm. Well, I guess my first
0: piece of advice is don't marry someone that you think you might get divorced to later on. (laughs) Um, Good good, good one. But yeah, you know. So I guess the first thing, some, I'm a big fan of the like the percentage system. So you know, if if you make, if you know, let's just say I make a hundred thousand and my wife makes fifty thousand, then you know, basically I'm going to pay. you know, roughly 66% of the the bills and she'll pay like 20, uh, 23%. Of yeah. Bills. I, so. I, I kind of run that system
2: too. Yep. Um, I, I got a, I got married a little bit later in, in life. I was, I don't know, like mid, mid thirties or yep. something like, or, or, or early thirties, something like that. And I was so, um, I was independent for so long that like, my my wife and I have been married over 10 years or whatever and um we still have separate bank accounts we don't have anything joint just the way I like the role yeah. <laughs> and and, yeah. and we haven't had any issues with that so she's got her account I got my account um that's that's how
1: i that's how I do things mm-hmm. um you know but well it, it seems like you know if a divorce were to happen early, on it might not be as bad if you're especially if you're younger if you're 20s or 30s and you get divorced you know within a couple of years whatever it be it probably wouldn't be as bad as you spent 30 40 years together financially i'm talking only financial mm. aspects right yep. you built you know something together or um or one maybe was the more of the breadwinner and the next thing you know you know if you don't have a prenup half goes one way and half goes the other way and you really got to figure out you have to replan your entire life right mm-hmm. i mean that the, the original plans completely get distracted right i mean that's where you really have to, you know, maybe try to not, not plan for the worst, but at least think about that, right? And at least yep. try to talk about that early on, right? I think that's that's where communication comes in. From a financial standpoint, a lot of financial planning and a lot of, um, you know, the things that we talk about, it's all just about communication, right? Just to understand what each other's goals and beliefs and objectives are, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I would just say, like, um,
2: everyone's financial situation's different. Everyone's yeah. mindset's different. Um you know, when I walked into my marriage, like there wasn't much to split up if we decided the next day it wasn't a good idea. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> so, what i mean. in your
0: 20s and 30s, I'm sure. Yeah, it's I mean, really it's nice. just
2: it's just yeah. like one of those things. It's like, all right, what are we going to chop up here? Some yeah.
0: You know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not an expert on prenups, but I believe that you can, like if you do keep everything separate, then you can just like, that's what a prenup covers. Yeah. So if you have separate you know, so, like, in that situation, if I had a bank account, you know, with my name on it and we get divorced, like, that
1: stays mine. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is the game's changed, too, a little bit over the past 30 years. Like, the younger generations, most of the time, you have two people working. They're both the man and the wife. So, it's easy to keep things separate. And you both kind of have your own path and your own income, per se, right? Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you know, as one made the bread and, you know, one was the homemaker, Um you know, that kind of relationship was probably dealt with a lot differently, right? right. We still obviously have those relationships still today, mm-hmm. but it's just a little different, I feel like. So it's something – it might not be as we move forward the next 30, 40 years. I mean, as you know, two people were working, it might not be as, as important. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and to confirm,
2: um, Jeff Bezos, that is his boat. Five, <laughs> $500 million. And – you know the and to top off this article i'm reading uh is that uh the front of the super yacht reportedly features a mermaid figure that resembles lauren sanchez oh. how mm. nice there we go that. <laughs> anyway all right Je- jeff seems oh. like a great guy oh, is- <laughs> just a solid dude <laughs> just a good-hearted guy oh man <laughs> all right, what are, we, what are we doing for the cancel? Uh,
0: that's funny. <laughs> I remember seeing a joke about that. It was like during uh Pride Month, and like there was a thing where all the companies, you know, changed their logos to like the rainbow. Yeah. And. <laughs> <laughs> like, Which is happening like, right now. Yeah. And like the, the, the joke was like, what do you think like actual or what the companies think the actual reactions are to, you know, us changing their logo. And the first one was Amazon. And the guy was like, oh, man, you know, so glad j- they they did that. You know, Jeff Bezos, <laughs> man, just just an awesome guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. So, canceled this week. We had a couple different options, but uh, I saw something this morning. Um, Since it is uh, pretty current, um, obviously these uh, debt ceiling talks uh, negotiations are going on. Um, I'm not sure why there's negotiations going on. It seems uh, like one side has all of the power, Uh, but they're negotiating still and uh, don't have anything done. But... uh, To that point, I saw the president's schedule today, and it looked a little light. (laughs) So at 10 a.m., he's doing an in-town pool call. All right, so that's I guess you know questions for reporters, Um, and then 11 o'clock, the president gets a briefing. 2:15 is the press secretary. So how long is that lunch?
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> a long lunch. That's that three like hours. You can definitely a two, get two and a
0: two-and-a-half-hour lunch. Definitely get a little nap in after lunch. Nice. Because he doesn't even have to bowl, be. A, a little a, bowl of ice cream. <laughs> he doesn't have to be at the press conference, the, the press briefing um, at 2.15. And then at 3.30, the president is going to uh, mark the uh, one-year uh, anniversary of the, the school shooting in Texas. So that's what's on the president's uh, schedule for today. So it sounds
1: like he works. So let's just assume these meetings, these last about 30 minutes. Let's just assume, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 30, that's one hour. Two. So he works basically two hours a day right now. Today he's working <laughs> two, two hours, hours. Yeah. as president of the United States. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And eating ice cream. Yep. While
0: something that is basically all on his plate um, the, to, de- the debt ceiling, the yeah. debt ceiling, uh, just not on the schedule. <laughs> hmm. Um, and apparently those talks have been essentially, um, the Democrats not wanting to cut anything and um, and, and raise just taxes. raise taxes, raise, raise, taxes, taxes, raise, raise and
2: taxes, and not taxes.
1: do any cutting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this plays a part. Maybe this doesn't. I just this is why we need somebody younger. We need somebody that's a go getter, younger, yep. able to get. Shit done, you know what I mean? Yeah, I you can't. We can't have these eighty year olds. I'm sorry. Like, there's a there's a certain time limit and capability that they're they're able to do. I right. mean, there's a certain capacity, and there's nothing. I get it's part of life. It's a part of life. There's nothing. I'm not discounting their intelligence. They have the wisdom. But that being said, it's just. We need somebody that's able to block off the calendar like a business. I know our calendars, if you look at any one of our calendars <laughs> and probably everyone listening that's you know still working that's not retired, you block off every thirty minutes for essentially the whole entire day. You know what you're doing mm-hmm. you know from eight to six pm. you know right. what I mean? So it's just we need that kind of <laughs> business mentality in the White House in the government. The inefficiencies are crazy. City, state, and federal are all inefficient as crap because of stuff like this. I mean, yeah. how
2: long did they talk uh, the last time? I don't. Uh, first of all, I don't know when the next one's scheduled. They're not really talking about that. The the, net, the debt ceiling conversation. And then when they did talk, it was like an hour. Yeah.
0: Like lock them two
2: in a room and they don't come out until a deal is struck.
0: Yeah. Like
2: what? The f- I'm just <laughs> I'm just like blown away. It's
0: not that hard. Yeah. I, I just I just don't understand it yeah but i i read somewhere um you know basically it's what what's going going on with the government spending right now is if um you know basically uh, an average person making fifty thousand dollars a year um was like twelve million dollars in debt is basically yeah, the the comparison that, yeah. yeah um so so yeah and and everyone knows the deal it's just extreme inefficiencies. We are wasting so much money, like Tony just said, federal, state, local, just getting wasted. And the only thing that <laughs> the government wants to do to fix it is raise taxes. I mean, the debt seems like
2: we're past a tipping point, like the point where mm-hmm. I don't know like where it can go the other direction. Right. I really don't know how they do that because now, now, now their interest payments are going to be a trillion dollars a year. I mm-hmm. think
1: the government, I, okay, listen, I, I hate to compare the government to, uh, you know, a business because it's it's not like acting like a business but really we need the government to try to operate like a small business like you know the ceo of a small business is the visionary is the face of the company but also he's got boots on the ground too and he's 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 getting dirty right, right. Large corporations, you're the face, you're the visionary, but you know a lot of times you're just on meetings, right? Large mm-hmm. corporations, like that's where the large corporations are very inefficient as well. But when things go to crap, you have to thin up and things like that. When the government gets bigger, they just get continue to get bigger. They become less efficient. They yeah. get more efficient over time. That's why the private sector is better at doing everything because they have to adapt, but public sector doesn't have to adapt.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. All right well, good stuff this week, guys. Any any uh, parting shots? Oh, uh, Brooks Kapka, you see, he's on the world tour. I mean, I did bring, I did,
2: I, I don't, I'd have to go check tape, but I did bring his name up. <laughs> you did, oh, and yeah. I said, I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, what about the live guys? Because I said Scotty Scheffler, and yeah. he was hanging around all weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna leave, but, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> but, but Brooks, um, I said, I'm like, he, Again, reports before the tournament is that he's got a new fire in his belly. Oh yeah, and he uh, he came out and, and dominated again. He's like, what is that? It's
0: third, uh, f- third PGA, fifth major.
2: Yeah, f- fifth major, third mm. PGA. I mean, like, loves that tournament. Yeah. Did you guys see the Home in one? I, I did. I, 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 saw I, I saw it. I saw I, I did. I was watching that. You'd be you proud of me. I was, <laughs> like,
1: I was like, you know, eating dinner, seeing the highlights, and
0: the that that was an incredible well. story. Yeah. Incredible story. How,
2: how, what do you think he he won? What maybe one or two tournaments to get into there? Like, yeah, he probably mm-hmm. had to go through a couple qualifiers, as yeah. what I'd imagine. At,
0: at least, uh, at least two. At I'd least say two probably qualifiers. Three. So yeah, this is the PGA Championship. The PGA professionals, like like the club pros, basically. So. If you're a member at a club, there's a a head professional. They teach lessons, organize the events. So every club has one, basically. They they have a tournament every year. I think they let about 10 uh, professionals in every year. Um, And this guy, Michael Block, um, basically came in 15th place um, and had a hole-in-one and then drained about a – 15 foot putt on the last hole to get into the top 15, which means he's going to get a free invite to the PGA next year. Yeah.
2: And it was kind of like that Tiger esque kind of rolling, too. It looked like it was about to stop on the lip and it just kind of, yeah. One more half rotation into the cup. Um,
0: Yeah. Unbelievable moment. It's like me, you know, who shoots, you know, 85 going out and shooting like a a 67. Like the, the, how far ahead of his game he played over four 4 days is absolutely incredible. Do you get paid like money for being yeah.
2: a home one? Oh, uh, no, not the oh, home no, one, no. one oh, but no. he got paid for being in 15th. They yeah. said he like made like 300, 300 grand. grand. You I made think. 300 grand for being in 15th, <laughs> 15th place. <laughs> uh, yeah. How much well, you won first? Bro, like 3 million. It's pretty something. cool because I mean, that's a that's a that's a they, big spread but still, a 15th that's a good little
1: payout mm-hmm. for 15,
2: he, They I he mean. they said he would he would have to You know, like you said, like a lot of these pros do lessons and stuff Mm -hmm. he'd have to do at one (laughs) hundred and twenty five dollars per lesson, like two twenty two hundred lessons (laughs) to equal what he made in that weekend. But anyway, but then he's he got a couple exemptions. He's in he's in a tournament yeah, this, this week because yep. they just called him and said like love the love the story, mm-hmm. want you in. He's, and then he's got another one lined up too. So I hope he's just not too hungover and too jazzed <laughs> up. Most of these guys, when they win a tournament, they just don't show up the next week because yep. they're mentally not mm-hmm. hungry anymore so i hope i hope he gets his uh, we'll find out yep. in a couple days i'll meet him out
1: in the pga tour in a couple years i know i know
2: go buy a set of clouds first and then we'll. And, and that's step one
0: all right well thanks everyone for listening if you have any uh, questions comments show ideas hit us up at info at swpconnect.com and we'll talk to you next week
1: The opinions expressed in the podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any investment, legal, financial, or tax strategy. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. Please consult a qualified professional about your individual needs.